live inside Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football. It's Cofield and Company. It's off the party. Watch there by Croft. Into the end zone. A Jets touchdown on the game opening drive. First and goal. To the end zone. And it is held for the touchdown. Hooper. Hand off to Moore. Back to Crowder. They got the two to the quarterback, White. And they lead by three. It's time for Cofield and Company. With Steve Cofield and Willie Ramirez. On ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go on a Monday. Cofield and Company on the road. Twin Peaks is the site. Willie Ramirez is here. Ari's back in our Finley Toyota Studios. Busy, busy day. A lot of football news. More bad news on the injury front for the Vegas Golden Knights. Solid Monday Night Football game. We'll see if the Chiefs make it close. Then it's going to be real solid because the the Chiefs need a, a win in the worst way. It's trending at two. Presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at eight seven 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 hundred Nova. Willie, what's up, buddy? What's happening, my friend? I, I, I feel officially official. There's and now there's an official, and Willie Ramirez. Yes, yes. There's that. We rarely do that for the other guys, so that's very special. We yeah. pretty much crossed that out. I f- I f- I but you're here four days this week, so you absolutely deserve power voice Leon treatment. I do. I, I believe that's been it's been a good morning so far. Has uh, it? Well, yeah, because you just told I, me you uh, you're picking up a loaner car. What's going on? Well, a couple weeks ago, after our our pregame media dinner with. Adam and the boys, we always, before the Raiders game, uh, the car died on the freeway, in the, almost in the middle what? of EDC traffic. Oh, no. I hit the emergency button on the roof, got the SOS, the, the satellite. They found me. They they, they <laughs> towed me up to Mercedes. They sent the Uber. They took me home. Wow. Then I had to get a rent-a-car. Rockstar treatment. Because of manufacturing, um, there's, they're down on manufacturing. They're not making cars. They're because of COVID last year, right? So they so they stopped making cars, literally. So there's a shortage. So they had to wait for their loaner to come back. So I had to rent a car, which is no big deal. It has nothing to. It's, it's really not the point. Driving around, I was driving around in Hyundai. Do you know who I am? But Willie Ramirez. The fact of the matter is, because of the contract that I have, I'm supposed to get a free loaner. Yep. So I just had to pay a week's worth of rental car, but. 11.30 today, they texted me, said, come pick up the loaner. Dropped off a Hyundai that was costing me rent to pick up a 2020, I believe it's a 2021 SUV Benz for free. Nice. So, they, cut, they cut you a check for the rental? How does that work? <laughs> no? You get screwed? Pretty much. That blows. But I'm here, and I got giveaways. I got prizes. It's Twin Peaks Monday. It's my. It's real. This has become my favorite day of the week. I mean, I, I like... Any day of the week, you you send out the schedule. I go places, whatever. But I, the environment, the groove, it's they love you football. here. Eh. The ladies can't get enough pictures with you. Every time I uh, I look up on social media, I'm like, yeah, there's another picture with Willie with one lady, two girls, three girls. They requested. Yeah, I know. So I think it's I the jewelry. You, you, I think it's the jewelry. You got in a good lift. You usually get a good lift in. You're all pumped up on Monday evenings. Ah. They're like, look at that guy. I did. Bursting out of his shirt. I did cardio this morning. No lift today. I did the lift last night though. So, so I, I knocked the lift out last night so I could be here, and in case Mercedes reached out, and they did. So there you go. here we go. Everything's good on a Monday, uh, except for the Golden Knights and for the Titans. Not good. Not good. More injury issues. 
Now Wild Bill is hurt. Is this upper body or lower body? Looks like it's lower body. I have been away from – here's the crazy thing is I saw something on Twitter and, and I've been searching. You know what's going I, on. You made some calls. I, I, I Wild Bill went, potentially down for four to six weeks. Ouch. Yep. And that, and that was When the does one, it end? That was the one line that was intact. The misfit line, Marchesaw, Carlson, Smith. Now Carlson's down? Yep. Yeah. They're on a winning streak, and they're missing their top guys. They can push through. They're going to Canada. Come on. Got the big road trip coming up. Sure. Uh, we'll get to more VGK hockey in a little bit. Um, you know, thank God the sports folks got back on their feet. Uh, we know last weekend was just as several sports books, I'll call them personalities, said a bloodbath. Last week was a bloodbath. Yesterday was the bloodbath in return or reverse bloodbath. It was rough for the players because, listen, when us average schnooks, when we see the backup quarterbacks out there, Willie, we're like, all right, time to fire hard on the other side. Well, that didn't work out. We had Cooper Rush. In there for the Cowboys. We had Trevor Simeon have to go in there for the Saints. Something calling itself Mike White, whoever that is. I know who it is, but he was in there. My good buddy Geno Smith was in there, and all of Cooper Rush, Mike White, Geno Smith, Trevor Simeon, all win, nine touchdowns, all win, unbelievable. What a day if you like to bet the underdog, the down-and-out types. Did you win yesterday? <laughs> well, I didn't play. I don't. You know, I, I'm, I'm a rare, I was light, I'm a rare I, player. But here's I, the thing. I was light yesterday. But I, I would have been. Uh, well, I'm not going to say that. Saying you would have done something is bullcrap and betting. You either yes. did it or you didn't. Right. Well, and all, the only thing I can say is what I write up for. You know, doing some doing some writing for some sports betting sites. And what I can tell you is this: uh, I was never ever going off of the Cowboys, and I put it in the analysis that I don't care who starts because. The analysis was more so on Dallas's defense and that and who the team has faced and now what it was about to face and vice versa Minnesota's defense in that they're horrible against the rush and that Ezekiel Elliott could have an impact and you saw at the end of the game that that play that he did number one number two well, yeah, but you know the funny thing is though he really didn't have a big day no but so because you're right I would have expected like 160. Right. You know, if they were going to win the game, you know, the, the rep of Cooper rushes, who the hell is that? Is he horrible? And he was he was okay. He was sketchy at the beginning. He, he was okay he when they needed him. But yes, they, he made the plays. Now, I will go back to one night again, and I said this once before. I will go back to one night where it was you, myself, and Dave Koken, and he laughed, he mocked. And you, you take Dave's mocking and laughing. Very, uh, very personally. In fact, we've you canceled him again today. We've now not had Koken on for five of the last six weeks. Geno Smith, I was mocked for saying that he would be able to. Oh, that's right, with Geno Smith, run that off it. I loved Seattle right. yesterday. Now, of course, it's against Jacksonville. Now, come on, now. I mean, you might be able to get in there and throw the pads on against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I could not. So I will give Geno Smith a little more credit than that. Hey, Ari, if you can, uh, also uh, give uh, Dave Koken a heads up that he's been canceled by Willie for the fifth time in the last six weeks. Even though Willie hasn't been on all six weeks, but we've had to cancel Dave five out of six weeks. It's a damn shame. Yeah, I don't. 
We had him on last week. We did have him on last week, but it didn't it didn't work that well, so it uh, probably should have been six weeks out of six weeks. At some point, we'll get him back on, right, Ari? Is that the word? I'm taking your name out of the intro, Willie. Ooh. Ari, is that the word? Koken will be back on an eventual Monday sometime in 2022? Something, yes. To be, be determined. It's a fluid situation. We've been TBD for six weeks. I can't argue with Ari because last week on Thursday I mocked Ari from Silver Sevens, and he, because he had the Packers, and I had who, Ari? Uh, who who lost that game again? Cardinals. They handled the hey. Cardinals. They, well, they handed the Cardinals their first loss. Yeah, wasn't that? They didn't handle. Is Ari still winning this whole thing? By the way, uh, he's got to be because I was terrible this week, and I actually I finally got eliminated from the uh, survivor pool. Timeout. Timeout for a second. By the way, and yeah, I think you missed a week. By the way, I, but I was just about to get on you, Mister Cofield. Last you week said, we were. Uh, I was not because Ari told me that he goes. Did you miss a week? I said no. He said. Oh, you're Steve that said bad? you must. <laughs> That's, that's what Steve said. Well, I mean, wins going up to last week. I think it was like 78, 71, 63. And I'm like, Willie's at 63. He must have missed a week. Every time I get that link, I click it and do the picks. Right. I'm, I'm well, just you might want to pick I've some been, winners. I've been that bad. Oh, you have been bad. Jesus. No trip to Hawaii for you. Not that you're eligible, but that's our pick em contest. It's up on uh, LVSportsNetwork.com. You, you know what? I get a trip every Monday to Twin Peaks. That's paradise enough. It's the makeup. So I mentioned Trevor Simeon was in. That's the most devastating of all these injuries. Yeah. Because uh, Jameis is down for the year. I don't know if you were watching the game. I was. And when he got tackled, it was a nasty-looking deal. Like, his ankle went in kind of the wrong way. And I thought it was an ankle. And then it turns out it's a uh, an ACL torn damage to the MCL, which, you know, it sucks for him because I feel like he's one of those guys who probably should have gotten a long-term deal, you know, at a minimum 15, 16 mil a year for another four years, so now he's going to be freaking on the comeback trail. But what does that mean for the Saints? I mean, I guess the timing isn't the worst. It ain't good to lose your starting quarterback for the year, but the trade deadline is right around the corner, so you wonder if they do something. Don't they have to? I think that you have to, and, you know, I mean, all I've been hearing all morning is, you know, do they go out and do they sign Cam Newton at this point? Um, Cam I- Newton, Tyrod Taylor. I've been pushing for, like, five teams to trade for Tyrod Taylor. Davis Mills is not – Davis Mills will start unless he gets hurt. He's the quarterback the rest of the year. He has to be the quarterback for the Texans. They were terrible yesterday. They kind of, you know, backdoored their way into the game. He put up some numbers. Just let him play. Let him decide. You know, let let, uh, the Texans can decide if he's the guy or not. Um, But you have a couple of teams now that either need a good backup quarterback or now need a starting quarterback. I mean, the Saints are still – you know, I was looking at the uh, Super Bowl odds. The Saints are still like a top-12 team for the Super Bowl. I mean, they slipped. They have a pretty solid team. They're half game back. They got to win yesterday against the Buccaneers, but you, you're not you're not going with Trevor Simeon as your starting quarterback the rest of the way. And the amazing thing is, they are paying Taysom Hill. Remember last year he signed a two year deal for eight mil a year. They're paying a utility guy, a gadget player, eight mil a year, and he's not the backup. No. That's crazy. I think that you I think you have to yeah you have to explore the possibility of going out again. Now I will bring this up. Same reasoning that I said last night about that I that I like Dallas and wouldn't budge off that is because of the defense is new orleans defense you know they have a point differential plus 48 right um the defense has come up with some big plays came up with a big one yesterday so i do think that you have to wheel and deal and you have to look explore the possibility with this with a lot left they got nine games left um 17 week season or 17 game season i should say the Bucks have a half game on the Saints, but now the Saints, with the game in hand, have that initial. You know, they knocked them off yesterday. Did they? No, they they played they play earlier this season. I can't remember if they've already played. 
Other big news, uh, the Broncos win, but they send a clear signal today Mm. that it ain't about this year. Von Miller sent packing. Yeah. Rams trade a second and a third. We'll get to the Rams end of things. What do you think that does for the Broncos locker room? They win a game. They're still within hailing distance. I don't think most people believe they're anything real beyond a, you know an eight or nine win team or seven win team. What do you think that does to the Broncos in terms of motivation for the next couple of weeks, seeing their superstar traded? It's interesting because you have to wonder who's going to step up as as the the voice of that team, right? We hear we've been hearing that a lot here in this town. Um, who steps up as the voice if 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 they're not packing it in? If that's not a sign that they're packing it in. Who is it that's going to step up? I mean, this is a this is this is not necessarily a team that uh, that has that that vocal leader outside of Vaughn Miller. Um, you know, I don't know about Teddy Bridgewater being their leader, um, voice wise. Um, By the way, I would also if I, I, I would also keep an eye on the on the uh, Broncos on Teddy Bridgewater because if I were the Saints, maybe I look for a reunited situation there. And George Payton has already shown the GM of the Broncos that we ain't playing for this year. Yeah, you can get some draft capital for him, and the, the Saints are in a desperate position here. I got. I, here's my question: it, it, It's not necessarily maybe you know. I think this, the writing's on the wall, right? By the way, Von Miller just tweeted out a heart and forever uh, with a, with the Bronco uniform in, in his defense. I'm sure stance. he'll forget about the Broncos Real quick. in about four days when he's like, "Oh my God, I'm on a great team." Look at all these other superstars around me. I'm in L.A. This is fun. When he's headed to the yeah, – yeah, Greg Beecham had a great tweet earlier. The Rams already lead the NFL with 25 sacks, and they just added Vaughn Miller's four-and-a-half sacks and 28 pressures. A.D. and Vaughn working together is one thing, but Leonard Floyd, 17 sacks in the last 24 games, is about to become a recurring nightmare for some poor pass-protecting RBs or T tight ends. Um, my question is this. What is the message now uh, – how, how much hotter has the seat gotten – that Vic Fangio is sitting on. Oh, I think he's done unless they had some miraculous turnaround. If they could, you know, if uh, Bridgewater or it's Locke, if if they turned out some kind of 10-7 and seven season and they make the playoffs, then I think that holds off Peyton, but it's not, it's not the GM's guy. He's a defensive guy. Clearly the offense hasn't made any progress with him there. And the defense has actually kind of been overrated for all the money they're spending on defense. So, yeah, the Broncos – Anything short of a playoff appearance, I don't. I don't see uh, Vic Fangio surviving. No, so they're sitting on four and four. They're going to Dallas, then they host Philly. Figure that's one and one. Maybe. Maybe Philly. <laughs> Philly. Philly just looked pretty good this last weekend. Yeah. They, they're going to host. They, then they host the Chargers and go to KC. Who knows by then if KC turns it around? So let's just give them Philly as a gift. One and three. They got Detroit and Cincy at home. Another one and one. Then they come here. Then they go to LA for the Chargers and close out with the Chiefs. They're not. They're not going. To, they're not picking up. They're not going to win six more games. No shot. Damn. Bold. Bold stuff from you. No. Are shot. the Rams now the NFC favorite? Think no. about. Think about it though. Think about how deep the NFC is. It's a deep. It's. It's. Yeah. The but, odds in the NFC now, right? Okay. Bucks three to one. This is to win the conference. Packers three twenty five. Rams plus three fifty. Cowboys plus three fifty. Cardinals five to one. A little bit of depth, although. You gotta love what the Rams did, as you just pointed out. You know how fearsome can their defense be? Right. The Rams do not mess around, man. And I, we'll get into this later, but I keep hearing like, "Oh my God!" Because they traded a second and a third. Yeah. This isn't some you know fifth conditional pick. No. Uh, they traded a second and a third, and I keep hearing like, uh, "They're gonna pay the price someday." Well, when is it happening? 
There is no salary cap with the Rams. It never matters. Well, and what they're going to pay a price what day? They're they're playing for now. With with I mean they they went out it you know Goff or Stafford they 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 made that statement during the offseason that they're playing for now. They're they you know their their entire makeup on both sides of the ball is playing for now. Um and we saw yesterday how the Saints were going to beat the Buccaneers, and that was with big plays on defense. The Rams, to get to the Super Bowl, if they're going to have to go through Dallas's offense, Green Bay's offense, or the Buccaneers' offense, it's not going to be by matching. It's going to be with balanced play on both sides and coming up with big defensive plays, pressuring off the edge, forcing mistakes, and – you add a piece like Von Miller, I think. I think. I, I mean, it's a legitimate question: Are the Rams the favorite now in the NFC? I'm not sure yet because we have to see how that mixes and matches, and let it let that play out uh, next couple of weeks. But it's a, it certainly does appear that they could be. Game week, it's here. Giants, although the Giants have a game tonight against the Chiefs, Monday Night Football here at Twin Peaks. But game week is underway. Raiders take on the Giants on the road. We'll talk about some uh, moves the Raiders made today we'll start looking ahead to this game in new york nova home loans brings you trending at two it's a refi rated nova home loans with interest rates at all-time lows now's the time to talk to your local nova loan officer 877-700-NOVA It's Monday Night Football! Monday Night! The biggest game of the year! The best game to bet on! Listen, doesn't matter it's competitive. Are you going to cover the spread? Are you going to win the side? Are you going to win the total? Are you going to win the parlay? I'm winning the side! I'm winning the total! I'm winning the parlay! You're listening to Cofield and Company, live at Twin Peaks. Wait, that was Stu yelling about the Chiefs and Giants, a ten and a half point spread? I mean, you can yell about it, as you know. If you got if you got one side or the other, you're like, "Hey, Giants are going to win outright." I would yell about that, getting ten and a half, or that the Chiefs are going to win by twenty eight. But you can hear him in his pitch. He's like, "The biggest game of the year," and then all of a sudden, he's like, "Man, it'll be competitive." Wait, so he's saying the Giants then? Do you have that? Can you ISO that? I want to break that down. I love Stu yelling. We'll get we'll get to it in two hours when you ISO it. Twin Peaks, Willie's here. All right, so Raiders moves today. Javen White going to be released because he's coming off of the injured list, but they're going to resign him. That's what it looks like. So the local UNLV hometown hero out of Northern California. Little uh, transaction going down, and then he'll be back. Uh, interesting. Raiders right now are sitting in a three-way tie at five and two in that two-hole, two-three-four hole. Right behind the Titans. Now, I'm not going to say this is good news because it sucks. But now we find out the Titans are going to be without Derrick Henry possibly the whole season because of a broken foot. So we were just talking about how crazy the NFC is. You know, the Rams just got Von Miller. If you're just tuning in, Rams got Von Miller in a trade from the Broncos. So now the top five teams in the NFC on the odds board are all between 3-1 to and 5-1 to to win the conference. Bucks, Packers, Rams, Cowboys, Cardinals. We got an AFC where the Chiefs go into tonight, Willie, at three and four. I just mentioned you got three teams at five and two. You got the Titans at six and two, but now they've lost probably the MVP. I mean, the guy 
to this point had 973 yards rushing. He's like over 250 ahead of anyone else in the league. So now the AFC picture has once again been flipped. Like who the hell knows who the favorite is? And it's and it's really hard. That's that's a tough one for Tennessee. I, I feel bad because, I mean, Vrabel uh, – reality is you can get by with some dink and dunk passes. You can set up your play action, but that offense, that vehicle, that machine yep. ran through Derrick Henry. You have to change, so, you have to change much of what you do. Now, do they, do they have the talent to change it? Some of it. You know, some. Julio Jones has been okay. Uh, Brown the last two weeks has been unbelievable. But now, you know, do you want Tannehill having to throw 45 times a game when you play power football because, you know, Bringing in Adrian Peterson, and that, that's what they might do, or, you know, Jeremy McNichols, the kid out of Boise State, you ain't running the same offense. No, and, and what makes that difficult is you haven't had to turn to that. So, you're, you know, can you acclimate yourself quick enough to do such a thing? Um, just looking down the rankings of the AFC, right now the Titans are the number, they would be the number one seed. Now, of course, so uh, they've played eight games the Raiders, the Ravens, the Bills, uh, the Steelers, the Chargers have a game in hand. Um, but looking from the top to bottom, Titans are number one seed. Raiders are number two. Ravens number three. They're both five and two, the Raiders and Ravens. Raiders, of course, beat the Ravens. The Bills and then the Bengals, who lost to your Jets. The Steelers, the Chargers, and the Patriots. Um, outside looking in, Browns, Broncos, Chiefs. So I don't know what the Titans are going to do. Do they trade? Do they bring somebody in? Or like you said, do they change things up? It, it's not a difficult task. It's more so the competition they're going to be facing. You have to look and see, you know, do you want to turn around and become a passing team or do you want to try to supplement with a rushing game? Yeah, you don't have a choice. There's No, no one's going to be available via trade. Who's going to make that much of a difference? Not that much of a difference, no. but you have to. You have to. When you based your first eight games on a power rushing game, can you make that switch? I think they can. Yeah, Tannehill's very good. Tannehill's a top ten quarterback. You know, it's not like they were running because they didn't have a quarterback. Now that's in the conference. Odds now in the AFC. Bills look like the spot where everyone's going to have to go through to get to the Super Bowl. Bills are heavy favorites now, plus one ninety, and their schedule is very easy. Remainder of the season. Then after that, everyone's bunched up. Titans, 5. Chiefs, 550. Ravens, 7. Raiders all the way down as the uh, sixth choice of 12-1. to 1. All right, so let's do that. We just did this with uh, with, who, with who the Broncos. I don't know Titan- if we want to do it. What? Make predictions on the rest of the season? Eh. Well, Titans are 6-2, and two and they got the, they're going to see the Rams this week. Okay. That's a rough one. Then they host the Saints and the Texans. Then they go to New England. And then they got a bye week. So they got to go. They, do you got to go? Are you satisfied with the situation Henry's lost with a two and two before the bye week? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like okay. to go three and one in that set. So are the Raiders now the favorite? Favorite behind the Bills? In the well, they're not not at the books. That was I was a little surprised by Jeff Sherman's tweet, by the way, that showed that the Bills are now favored to win the Super Bowl. Were you surprised by that? No, because they're favored to get there of all the teams on both sides. But to win the whole thing, NFL Super Bowl winner updated Buffalo four and a half to one, followed by the Buccaneers at six to one. I was a little surprised. I'll, I'll admit that. 
I think a lot of it is because the Bills' path does seem easier and the NFC teams are going to beat the beat snot other, out of each other yeah, on the way there. And I'm not going to get into the, you know, I was going to say age of the quarterback with Brady, but he never gets hurt. So, Knock if you hear me. He doesn't get hurt. Not, I, not trying to jinx him. All I know is uh, I was berated heavily by by somebody – you you really you by take so, you take somebody, a lot of you take somebody, a lot of the talk on the show and podcast very personally by somebody it, in this it, company and it sticks in your craw. Yes, he remembers it for a long time. Ari, well, you I'm, should pull some of this stuff. Anytime someone gets on Willie and uh, crushes him on a prediction or a take, you should keep it because he'll bring it back. He doesn't forget. Adam got on me about picking the Raiders to go to the playoffs. My colleague Josh Dubal got on me for picking the Raiders to go to the playoffs. They're now the number two seed in the AFC. I'm just saying. Do a lot. You and I both. You and I both picked the Raiders to go to the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, you picked the Raiders. We got laughed at universally. Yeah. I did, I, my, I did my whole rant and rave last week. I'm not going to do it every week. They were off this week. There's nothing to really you puff did, your chest out. You did go off. I did. Week. I went. I went crazy on the air. You did. No. Yeah. Right here. As a matter of fact. Right. Right. Yes. You remember. You remember that too. Right here. Right here. And the <laughs> week before that, I had Ari pull uh, audio for something. I think it was that they were going to win outright. That's our half of Ari's job now is just pulling. Correct Willie's predictions audience. by Willie and other people crushing <laughs> Willie. The whole show is about payback. This whole year is this old ever school since, Vegas since, Willie Ramirez. Ever since joining the the company, it's it's just now it's just Festivus every week. <laughs> Get everything where they're talking smack about Willie. All right, we got a big game coming up Monday Night Football here: Twin Peaks Chiefs and the Giants. Uh, right now, number is ten and a half. You got the split on the game: uh, about sixty percent of the tickets on the Chiefs, seventy three percent of the handle is on the Chiefs. As well, we'll get into the Raiders' upcoming schedule and also talk about uh, what happened on Friday night for UNLV. That was a rough time Oof. in Reno. Ice cold 29 degree beer for under $4 and cheap appetizers all game long. Get down here to Twin Peaks. Real back to throw, back pedals into the pocket, comes forward, and the pass is intercepted by the Wolfpack. Running down the right side and trying to stay on his feet, getting inside the 10, 5, touchdown, Diane Henley. Hanging at Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football, it's Cofield and Company. That was a rough one on Friday night. I think Russ had had enough by then. That was a uh, pick six. There were two pick sixes in the game. UNLV comes out, does not play well early. Reno handled the emotion of the moment a lot better. UNLV falls behind. 34 nothing winds up winning 51-20. to 20. We'll get to UNLV here in a couple minutes. We're going to talk to one of the voices on Spanish radio yeah. of the Raiders. Harry Ruiz will join us in about 10 minutes. So I just mentioned Javen White will come off IR today for the Raiders. He'll go in that spot, cut, and then come back. He'll go into that spot that was vacated by Willie Sneed. A crazy bet I just saw that involves tonight's game. This one, I guess there are people out there who just have enough money that they just kind of blanket different areas. Or I, This can't be a one-off thing. This has got to be like a system. Okay. Bet yesterday, week eight passing yards leader in the NFL. Do you know who led yesterday and, and uh, going back to Thursday? Mike White. Mike White from the Jets. He was 125 to 1. Oh, really? Seems kind of low now. 125 to 1. He threw for over 400 yards. Right now, it's a winner. 
as long as Mahomes and Daniel Jones don't go crazy, this was a thousand dollar bet Ooh. at one twenty five to one. Who did it say who it doesn't say it was where it was? It was? No. no. Uh Tropicana, I can't tell if it's here or in uh, Atlantic City. Yeah, four hundred right. Th- th- so what would you do? Would you would do you hedge it? You sell your ticket? What do you do? Just ride it out? Thousand dollar bet. He's got to lead. The, he's got a hundred and twenty five to one. Yep, yep. He's got to lead the uh, the week in passing yardage. He had uh, 405. 405 yeah, four hundred five. Four hundred five yards. Are you confident that Mahomes and Daniel Jones neither one will go over four hundred yards? No, I'm I'm hedging. You are hedging. Thousand dollar bet at one hundred twenty five to one. It's good. It's worth one hundred. He's got a hundred twenty five thousand dollar ticket with Mahomes going against that defense after getting shut okay. down to only three points last week. I'm hedging. All right. At least. All I right. mean, what's well? What's the now? What's the number on Mahomes? You just go and bet the prop, right? Over or under how many yards? Well, that's a good point. I'll look for it. I, mean, I wasn't ready for that question. That 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 is a smart question. Yeah, I mean, you got that's that's the route you got to go. You got to look up, look at the props, see what the number is on his over under yards, and you got to go. I mean, you got to figure it out. But he got a hundred twenty five thousand dollar ticket. You only bet, and you only bet Mahomes, or you bet both. You bet Jones. Jones is over under two fifty six and a half. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes is. Well, I don't. Mahomes, I'm not sure. is, I, I, Mahomes I, is over under three hundred five and a half. I think you got. I mean, you got to take a shot there just to just to get something because if he goes, if he, it's almost like you're getting a middle. You're gonna have. Uh, you're good. You're basically you have a hundred twenty five thousand dollar middle over three hundred and five and under four hundred five. If he goes way over, right? You got to get your you got to get your dime back. So what are you putting on it? You know, you have to actually have the money to put down uh, and, yeah. and also get it down. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like how much are they going to let you bet? What's the What's the favorite on the over under on the yards? On uh, Mahomes? Yeah, it's one ten both ways. One ten both ways. So yeah. I mean, what do you th- What do you put? I like Willie's just like, hey, wait, what do you do? Forty four thousand? It's walking sure. to a book. Forty four thousand on a prop? They're going to take it? Yeah. You, you, you it's get not quite so, the way it works. Well, you're going to get. So, yeah, it's, uh, there's limits on that. You're going to have to spread it around, some way or another. But oh, what are you going to put on it? Five Five dimes? Five grand? Would you, would you, uh, speaking of prop bets, would you post a prop bet now, uh, UNLV winless or not winless? Is it worth it? I wonder how much action it would get. I think it would just because they, just because of who they have coming up. Yeah. They got some winnable games, sure. which is tough to say. They're 0 and 8, but they've got Hawaii, not a great team. They got New Mexico. The Lions actually won New Mexico down there. And then they've got San Diego State and Air Force, so, which are both games they can compete in. They could pull the upset. They'll be sizable dogs in both. Well, and, and you know, because you're looking at this team and you're saying, well, they almost pulled off a couple of wins back-to-back, very disheartening, heartbreaking, gut-punching losses, and then they go up to Reno and they get the snot knocked out of them. But let's not forget that that's a rivalry game that, right, that the Wolfpack were looking to really deal, and they were going to come hard, and they were not going to let the pedal out. I mean, that that's a game that's – you, it doesn't matter what's going on. They're going to drill it in. Whoever, if it was down here, there's no mercy in that game. So it's not as if, well, they just packed it in and, and we're not going to see the competitive side out of UNLV that we saw the previous two weeks. That's, that, they, they, got beat by, they got beat by a good team. They got out physical, which they, they've been playing pretty well physically. They 
they get they in a lot of ways they got out schemed. I mean, the fact that Carson Strong can communicate so well yeah. with all these receivers. I mean, they, their bubble screen game was ridiculous. They didn't they don't even run the ball. They just basically throw it to the side, and then they got Stovall going downhill or Dubs going downhill or the tight end who it feels like he's like six ten when he's out there. Cole Turner. Um, I I think in a lot of ways that um, Reno was more emotionally charged for the game, and which sounds weird because you got a winless team, you know, against a team that's on its way to a bowl game. Um, Reno was, I, I just thought Reno looked more ready. And then the way the game played out at different times, they were fired up. And here's here's the other reality for the Wolfpack. I'm guessing that this is Jay Norvell's last year with them. There's too many good jobs open up at Power 5. He's 58 years old. Yep. you got Washington State now open, TCU, Texas Tech. In addition to the gigantic jobs, I don't think he has a shot at you know LSU or USC or eventually Nebraska. Or what's the other one I'm missing? Uh, whatever. There was another big job open. But those Texas jobs – and Washington State in the Pac-12. I mean, if you're offered Power 5 money for a coach now, it was what, freaking, you know, 1-9 up to, freak, who knows, three, at some yeah. of these jobs, $3 million. I mean, if he's offered one of those jobs, he can't stay around. No, and now, you're not telling your team that, like, hey, do win one for the Gipper. No, and no, I don't know how many. Win I'm, one for Jay. He's going to be gone. Many, I don't know how many of these guys were around two years ago, but let's also not forget that they got. Oh, they, they got that's the other thing. They This, this team. There are, they have so many super seniors in this group. They right. were they were part of the brawl game, right? And they so, were part of the game the year before that, right? So you got so you have you have guys that were around for Sanchez's back to back win. So last year's revenge game was one thing, but now you want to get even for losing on your up, home field up there, there. yes, a- a- after the brawl, right? So UNLV ha- has shown you know, and and you know what? Hats off to Cam Friel because this dude has taken a licking and he is just. He has been put through the ringer, and he's come through. So, um, hey, the odds makers, they didn't build those buildings down there on the Las Vegas Boulevard because they lose. They made the line one for a reason. So UNLV's got a shot. They still got a shot to win that one game, get Marcus Arroyo his first victory. Um, so, yeah, back to your original question, I would put, if I was a bookmaker, I'd put it up there just for the locals to have it up there. Do, does UNLV you know, over-under still on their wins. I think you have to. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Jacobs, por tierra! Jacobs, anotación! Touchdown! Raiders! Dos touchdowns terrestres en este tercer cuarto y se van arriba! Cha-ching! Los Raiders! Hanging at Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football. It's Cofield and Company. All right, back. Game week is here. Weird one, though, on a Monday because the Giants are playing tonight, and they're playing rival in the division for the Raiders in the Chiefs. Willie's here. It's Cofield. But, yeah, the Giants are on tap next Sunday on the road for the Raiders. That was uh, – Call from the Broncos game on Spanish radio, and Harry Ruiz is part of the Spanish broadcast team for the Raiders, and he joins Stephen Willie here on this Monday. What's up, Harry? Doing all right, Steve. How's What's everything up, doing? Hi, Willie. You know, you made mention at the top of the show that how we come here and all the girls want to take pictures with me. Yep. I, Harry, I mean, every Raiderette wants to take a picture with Harry. You look at his Instagram, too. <laughs> is that true? 
Every time I look it's, up, he's got he's got pictures with different uh, ladies, whether it's at the lights, the golden night. Where this this dude around? This is the man about town. I'm telling you. No, it's the other way around, Willie. You're the man, brother. Best dressed <laughs> man in all of Las Vegas. What did you do with your weekend with no Raiders? Did you uh, go crazy for Halloween? Were you watching football? What was the story? So yesterday I actually watched football for the first time in the whole season because I'm usually just focused Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. So yesterday I caught some uh, red zone action and, of course, a little bit extra of attention in the Chargers game. And fortunately the score that we all wanted happened and uh, the Raiders are in sole possession of first place and their own destiny at the with uh, 10 weeks to go. Well, I'll say, speak for yourself on the uh, score with the Chargers we all wanted. I live with a Chargers fan, so uh, she was not in a good mood. Um, was very frustrated. But, the, you know, the way the last couple days have played out here in the AFC West for the Raiders, um, yeah, the Chargers lose. I want you to get into that, what you saw. I, I saw, like, for one of the first times that Justin Herbert, who did not look sure of himself, he was all over the place. That's true, and defensively, they had their highs, they had their lows, they had that big stop in the end zone on fourth and goal. Their special teams, which had been iffy during the start of the season, they delivered when they most needed them, but at the end of the day, you could see Bill Belichick going against Brandon Saley, the most experienced head coach with most Super Bowl wins in NFL history against the guy that's in his first season in the NFL as a head coach. You noticed who was the the man on the field giving those instructions, one, to a second-year guy that everybody thinks that he's one of the future stars in the league, and the other one, a rookie quarterback, and the rookie ended up getting the win. What do you make of the Broncos' trade today? They're 4-4. Four and four. They get a win yesterday, but, I mean, today is kind of a signal when you move a guy like Von Miller that, not that you're packing it in for the season, but maybe the goals aren't about this season. That's true. And Von Miller, he had one year left on his contract, and now he's going to play it with L.A. And the Broncos got something that they are going to be able to build their team on in the next couple of years, a second and a third round pick, two day two picks in the NFL draft. Uh, Good for them. For the Raiders, as a member of the Raider Nation, I'm cool not having to play Von Miller again uh, towards the end of the year. And uh, him against Derek Carr, they got a lot of respect with each other. Six and six, they've played each other 12 times, and they've split the win. So for the Raiders, I think it's a good thing. The only way they face the Rams is if both of them play deep in February. So for the Broncos, I have friends who are Broncos fans, and they are pissed. And they're saying, I'm not going to support the Broncos the rest of the year. I'm like, well, that says a lot about your fan base. So... <clears throat> that covers the Chargers. That covers the Broncos, the team that plays tonight, Harry. Kansas City Chiefs, two-time defending AFC champs. And, you know, if if we would have talked about eight weeks ago and said, hey, in week eight, Chiefs will be in last place, the Raiders will be in first place, we probably would have got laughed at. But, um, you know, where do you see the Chiefs at in terms of what's going on with this organization? And are they are they going to, down the stretch, be a threat to the division, to the Raiders? Um, and how, how do you see them, you know, playing out here from the midseason point? That was something that I was talking about on my show on the Portis Vegas 1460 AM earlier today, Mondays and Fridays, noon to one, cheap plug. Um, the, the Raiders, at the beginning of the season, everybody was talking about best-case scenario. They're going to be a wild-card team. But nobody saw the Chiefs plummeting the way they are. A lot of people said, can you imagine Patrick Mahomes playing with the Raider-like defense from last year? How would he do? And we're seeing right now, he's struggling. 
three and four sub 500 record. Nobody saw that coming. And now from the inside, you see players talking a little bit of trash about their fans and everything. The most toxic fan base in sports said uh, Tyron Matthew. Uh, I'm shocked with this developing of the Chiefs season. Nobody saw it coming. But at the end of the day, I hate to say it, but they got Patrick Mahomes. And that guy can change your season in a heartbeat. And that's what Kansas is hoping for. But the Chiefs got to protect their guy. They got to give him time. Let him find his weapons. And their defense has to step it up. No, step it up not one notch, but two notches. They've been very bad this season. So if defensively they can't pick it up, then it's going to be like the Raiders last year. Unless you score 40, it's going to be hard to win games. Harry, we haven't had a chance to talk to you. And, and, and you know, since. Well, since, since some off-field uh, distractions, since that dismal Monday night performance against the Chargers, and then, of course, a rough week with the Raiders, then they lose to the Bears, and then everything sort of just go, hits a downward spiral. Then the Raiders go on a two-game win streak. Uh, what, what was your take, you know, that, that week uh, when everything went down, and then, and then how they've sort of rebounded and, and, and really – coming to their own and to, to surface atop the uh, the AFC West and right now the number two seed in the, A- in the AFC. Yeah, that was a tough week from the first emails being leaked on Friday, then the game on Sunday, the loss against the Bears, a game that was winnable, and then Monday seeing the head coach having to quit. It was it was tough, and then you were you were thinking, as a fan of the Raiders, you're saying, all right, it always happens. Something happens, and this is what's happening in 2021. Let's see how the guys react. And I love it that we have players in the locker room like Derek Carr, like Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe, who rallied around the team, and especially Carr. He's the voice of the team. Mike Mayock's the GM, and he has the final say on roster decisions. But Derek Carr in that locker room, Versace might be the interim head coach, but Carr is the leader, and everybody's rallying around him, and they are going in the right direction. And now they want to show the world what they're made of, what they can do. And, of course, Gruden was a a great uh, face of the franchise, and then this stuff comes out, and, of course, you can't be surrounded by that kind of negativity that comes with it. So they took the next step, but the Raiders, they're doing a good job, and uh, I spoke with Basaccia during the Fred Poletnikov crab fest he had at the Paris a couple of weeks ago, and I told him, I was like, hey, it's been fun calling these games with uh, how you guys are playing. He's like, hey, don't thank me. Thank Greg Olson. So even in a private setting, the head coach, he's not taking any props on himself. He's like, hey, thank everybody else, not me, and I like that. That's why the players love Basaccia. It's He gives his players props. He's like, I'm not doing anything. It's the players. I know this has been something <clears throat> that you waited for, hoped for. I was sitting; we, we somewhat sit in a sense next to one another at times when uh, it, where, where I'm seated in the press box and you're at in the radio box. But last year, when you finally were able to call a game um, on the Spanish broadcast, from last year to this year, and what you've seen with this team, the biggest turnaround. Obviously, the offense has been there. Derek Carr has been doing what he's been doing. The defense was the what needed the the facelift. Gus Bradley comes in. Is this a unit that, from what you've seen with what Bradley's done, that can sustain over the next eight, nine weeks? And keep, Because that's the key. You know, last year they were on a run, and three games they, 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 they let down in the, inside the last minute, one in overtime, and what really just put the staple into the uh, failed season. Um, talk about the defense on, on this squad. 
Yeah, so during the preseason, I had a I have a social media in Spanish about the Raiders and do weekly streams. And about this defense, I would say, hasta no ver, no creer. Um, I won't believe it until I see it. And this rotation in the front line has made a huge difference for the Raiders. You have pressures coming from the side from Crosby and Ngakwe, and the guys that come in as a rotation, they don't lose a step. You see Carl Nassib generating pass rush. You see Darius Phylon through the middle doing his thing. Jonathan Hankins with Quinton Jefferson. Now you see guys from the middle also getting to the quarterback, something that we didn't see last year. It all starts in the front. If that defensive line delivers, the rest of the guys, they have an easier job to do. Denzel Perryman, in all his career with the San Diego and L.A. Chargers, in six years he had a total of six games of 10-plus tackles. In his first six games with the Raiders, he already has 10-plus tackles in six games. He has led the team in basically every game in that category. If the defensive line does their job, the linebackers, the cornerbacks, the safeties, their job gets easier, and they're able to do their job in a high level. So as long as that defensive line keeps doing their thing, the the Raiders are in a great spot. Harry, that was a great spot, man. We really appreciate it. Let's talk to you soon, okay? Thanks, Harry. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Willie. There he is. Harry Ruiz, part of the Spanish broadcast team for the Raiders. On the way back, we'll get to the football frenzy. we got to talk about a bunch of uh, inconsistent calls by the officials. And uh, later in the 3 o'clock hour, we'll get on to a little college football. We'll talk to sideline reporter and uh, ESPN national host Katie George. The Ultimate Sports Lodge, where you can watch every game in HD. The beer is an icy 29 degrees, and the food leaves you coming back for more. Twin Peaks Lodge in Henderson.